Okay. Welcome, everybody, to the second. We're back. We're back. We made it. (laughs) Second episode of maybe Space Between Words. We're still working on it. Yes. Yep. but we still, I, I really actually like that because there's something about it. There is something mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. I, I could see the t-shirts now, billboards. I'm okay, just, billboards. <laughs> let's oh, do it. We are thinking big. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be great. Spotify, we're coming. Spotify, yes. Follow us, <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm here with Eric Johnson, the pastor of Studio Church here in Greenville. And I am Shana Acosta, the youth pastor of Studio Church here in Greenville. I love it. Greenville, South Carolina. Greenville. Great we are city. here. Love this area. Man, I I just I kind of uh, am blown away every time I think that I live in South Carolina. It's true. It's a crazy, crazy time, crazy life to get here. It's fun. Uh, so we have been the last episode. We've been going into the God on mute, an episode mm-hmm. um, that we discussed. Yeah, what is the will of God? Free will of man? Things like that. Mm-hmm. And you did a uh, second part mm-hmm. in our church that has caused. Man, interesting discussion. So we're going to play a clip, and then we will dive in to this awesome. I can go in your hall, and I'd be like, oh, okay, this is is how you function in this environment. And after a while, those limitations become imposed on you. And we actually self-impose these limitations on us. Like, if I want to stay in relationship with certain people, I have limitations. I put those on my life. If I want to function and exist in a certain environment, I have to put self-imposed limitation to exist in that environment. All right, that's the clip. Oh, man. We're going to go into self-imposed limitations. Oh, man. I know I have a lot of those. I'm not one of those people that doesn't know. I, I Yes, I am yeah. fully aware of my self-limitations that I put on myself. Anyways, but let's start off. Let's pretend yeah. that... What was that? That's fun. Welcome to, to Welcome the offices. To office. We have a train track. We have an ambulances. And, and gu- that, gunshots? I, I what are those? <laughs> okay, well. Moving on? Moving on. So great. Okay. So let's, uh, I'm back in it. Um, let's say that people don't know. Um, how do we know? Let's start off. How do we know that we have self-imposed limitations? Yeah, it, I mean, the, the quick answer, everyone has them. We, there's just no way around it. It's yeah. just, it, if you didn't have them, it means you're on some island all by yourself somewhere, not dealing with anything. But because we're dealing with humans, we're dealing with environments, we're dealing with cultures, we're dealing, I mean, the, the list is endless. Because of that, there are just unwritten dynamics or unwritten uh, rules in some cases, unwritten parameters. Some of them are very interface. You can't do this or that. But in order for us to exist in relationship, there, ha- there is parameter. There, there are things that we do to keep this thing alive, if you will. Yeah. And this really talked about the dysfunctional things as well as really healthy things. There are really healthy limitations, and then there's ones that are not. So the question, do we have them or not, we have them. Okay. And especially when you're moving from one season to the next, or you're moving from one space to the next space, it doesn't mean you're leaving a city, moving to another city only. It could be nothing's changed in your life, but you're moving through life. So I think we have to understand that we are actually moving through life. And that alone, you're going to pick up limitations along the way to function and exist, whether it's good or bad is a whole other conversation. 
So I think just recognizing it as humans, whether you know, when you switch from one job to another job, that's a very clean line. And whatever you had experienced in the previous job, limitation-wise, if you're not aware of them, you will bring them into the next one. Relationships, uh. you know, or churches or communities. You, you go from one dynamic or space to the next space, you're going to bring whatever you got in that season into the next one. There are ways around it. And I think that's why we're talking about yeah, this. And so yeah. our decisions about the future, how we make decisions, are directly affected by these limitations. Man, this um, this has been the discussion around probably all of our community. Is I think you just opened that can of like, am I ma- not making decisions based on these imposed <laughs> limitations? Totally. Am I am I not taking this job? Mm-hmm. I mean, this literally like starts to hurt my brain. And as a parent, I'm like, am I passing these down to my kids? Like, <laughs> like, like what am I you, doing? You find out when they become adults. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say great, that. Great. Great. Now you're getting lots of amazing feedback. Now like, oh wow, okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Man, how do we even start addressing them? Because I know for, for me, like, I start to see them in the patterns in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, that some of the, more of the negative ones, I would say, mm-hmm. um, where we've got them maybe from our past, like, what we've walked through, mm-hmm. trauma, any of that. Mm-hmm. But then, like, noticing that some of those things, those limitations that I put on myself, mm-hmm. constantly create this pattern in my life. And you start to see that pattern. you got to look and be like, okay, what is it that has caused this? Mm-hmm in my life right so how do we how do we break those yeah you gotta how do you identify how do you identify how do you break them yeah what is this thing (laughs) yeah you know i think um i think the negative emotion the negative part of this is the easiest dimension to talk about okay because i mean the positive ones i'm like why would we change those yeah you know i think the positive experience or like how can we make this better like how do we go from good to great yeah but i think when we talk about more of the negative stuff like fear pain um, crazy worry. I mean, all these, all these different human experiences. So I think we have to understand how do we recognize them? I think when you move from one season to the next, or as you're moving through life, the, the way you start recognizing these is, and, and I, it's, when you move from one space to the next, that's the easiest because you in a way have a clean slate okay. or a blank slate. Yeah. Like, okay, nothing's set up. And for me, I've noticed when I move from one season to the next, the self-imposed limitations often look like um, processes of thought. Yeah. And so my thought life was made sense in this previous season, but it didn't make any sense in this season. Yeah. So for an example, um, when we moved from our last environment to start what we're doing here, the last environment was very established. It's a pretty big world. Yeah. Lots of structure, lots of um, lots of dynamics in the leadership structure. It's just a very established, large environment. And so the ability to make a decision in that environment, there is a really um, thorough process in making decisions. Um, being very, I'm being yeah, very, no, I um, love just it. covering it's it great. well. But very thorough. Yeah. So there would actually, for me, and I was... Candace and I were, were the senior leaders, so we were we had a pretty powerful role. Yeah. But there were still five major checkpoints to make any significant decision. Wow. Even though we were leading to the capacity we were leading, there was still there were structures and processes in place, and it makes sense though. Yeah. Because each decision has huge ramifications. Yeah. So I remember you know we were done there, we moved here, started what we're doing here, and I found myself reverting back 
to that process again. Uh, Who do I need to check with? Who do I need to check with? And it would excessive. And I go, it made so much sense there. It would, it would, it would definitely restricting for me just to lead well, but that would just, it almost came with the package, but here there's no need for it. Yeah. But my patterns of thought, my actions, Mm -hmm. uh, my, the speed of making decisions was the same speed over here, but it did need to exist here. Interesting. And so I can look back. I mean, you've been with us from day one. <laughs> I can look back at some of those early months. I mean, we're still a couple of years in, but yeah. those early months, I was have I was com- I was having an internal combat with my old way of making decisions and trying to honestly have courage to just make a decision. Yeah. Without going through this massive process. process. So that 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 was that was one area that was a major self-imposed limitation. Wow. So when I moved into this season, and I'll be honest with you, I'm still I am still trying to shed yeah. different ways of thinking that are no longer relevant here. Yeah. Um, and so if we don't recognize those, so how do you recognize them? Um, how are you thinking? What's your thought process is like? Um, I think for some people, bad experiences, traumatic in some way create a I don't ever want to have to do that again or experience that again interesting so now your decision making process is what do I do to avoid protection yeah it's protection preservation and it makes sense yeah but let's say you go into a completely different space you're 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 bringing this this function that would maybe maybe a good idea in this season but it's going to keep you in the same season so we love the idea of creating future all we're doing, we're just recreating the past and calling it something else. Dang. So that's the dynamic we're wrestling with as humans is we have to be able to identify what are these things that have kept, that worked to some degree. Yeah. And when you make some transition in life to another space, then you have to be willing to let go of that. And that's very hard because you've gotten, you're able to control and master this world. So you're, you're powerful there. You built this amazing fortress yeah. around you, or yeah. whatever it may be. I mean, you made you're like okay. I have now preserved. I'm protected. I don't experience pain anymore, or at least not as much. And you love it. You're like okay. I built this world. The problem is you're not willing to let go of that easily because you're not willing to step into space where it could happen again, where you can maybe fail again, yeah, yeah, or get hurt again, or whatever. And that's the challenge. So we, I, I wonder how much of our life we're actually never stepped into the future. We just have only been recreating our past. Oh, hundred percent. And so I think that's why I think this is a, so when we make decisions about something in the future, yeah, everything we've experienced is affecting that decision. Yeah, it's the culture. So taking an assessment, like taking a brutal assessment and taking a, a razor. I just say, take a razor and go, I can't think this way anymore. What do I need to do? to not think this way anymore yeah. or uh, make decisions this way. Um, and for me, I mean, to be honest with you, I've had to meet with therapists and counselors and different people in my life to point this out and say, because some of them are in blind spots. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, some of them are like, I, if you, if I would say to anybody listening, if you don't think you have any self-imposed limitations, I'll tell you they're in your blind spots. <laughs> they're there, you just don't know them. And so, but it's a powerful moment when you become aware of something that you didn't know yeah. That is one of the most powerful moments of the human being. It's like, oh, I just now came into contact with a part of me that I didn't know existed, and now I know it's there. Yeah. So now what do I do? Yeah. So anyway, that, that's, the, that's the process, I would say, to help people identify, like, 
what are these self-imposed limitations? Yeah, I was, I was listening to someone recently that was talking about language and that the language that we get brought up around becomes what we are so used to being around. I mean, it's like how we speak, what we're mm -hmm. comfortable with, and we actually find the people that speak like us to hang out with and mm -hmm. to because it's comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I find that like when we walk in those self-limitations that we put on ourselves, that we start to draw those like-minded people around us to mm -hmm. create a yes culture. Like, uh -huh. I'm doing okay. Yep. And so finding what you're saying is going to find somebody that can pinpoint that out. That does not feel great. Um, it never feels good. And I think there's just an interesting, I don't know, we all have this interesting place in culture to grow as um, we all want to be better. We have all these self-help books and all stuff coming out. But I think this is such a great first step is to get around someone or go to a therapist and be like, man, like, what is what is one of my blind spots? Start with one. Mm -hmm. And um, because I just I think this like even helps with if we could get this figured out in our own lives and we got into communities mm -hmm. and started showing like, hey, these are some steps to help break that mindset or those limitations that you've put on yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, where could we go with humanity? That's super cool. Exactly. I love that, man. Um, where do you think <laughs> do you think we as a culture um, we talk about imposed limitations. Do you feel like we, we blame a lot of our past for these? And do you think that we blame, like, I, I feel like we are starting to blame our parents a lot instead of taking ownership. Yeah. And, and how do we let that not become part of our DNA and actually take ownership and become brave to take that razor in? Yeah, I mean, the reality is we we were all influenced by who raised us, yeah. you know, coaches, teachers, friends enemies. I mean, we've all been affected by all of that our upbringing. But I always say to anybody like, okay, if you're wanting to move into a new future, you're going to have to redefine that story instead of blaming it. Mm. You're going to have to find another way to embrace that part of your life. Um, if you stay in blame mode, if you stay in it's their fault, if you stay in that mode, you, you'll just stay there the rest of your life. Yeah. And you actually won't move very far in life as far as into a future that your heart longs for. So I would say, okay, so now you have to go, okay, I am now going to take ownership of my own soul, of my <laughs> own heart, my own, um, I am now going to take ownership. It's going to be brutal Yeah. because there's so many thought processes and we have neural pathways that are constantly going back to back that. Back into that. Especially if, you know, the older you get, the more challenging it can become to change neural pathways. And so, but you have to make a conscious decision. And so if you want to move into the future. And so I would say for people that, you're going to have to look at your past and go, okay, it is what it is. Yeah. And then you also, and I would encourage people, but none of it will go to waste. Somehow. That's cool. All of this will actually serve me and actually help me to be who I was designed to be. Okay. And I think if you can, st if you start making those kinds of conscious decisions and it's not overnight, it's not like two weeks you'll be, it, 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 it's a I'm constant healed. decision. Yeah. And I think if you do that, because I, when I look at scripture, when I look at one of my most favorite moments is when David was looking for a weapon. He was on the run of the fugitive. He's looking for a weapon. And he runs into the temple and he asks the, the, the priest, he said, I, I need a weapon. And they said, well, the Goliath's sword is over here. So the very sword that meant to destroy him now became his greatest weapon. Wow. So I think when we look at life, like how life has tried to destroy us or people or experiences, guess what? That it now becomes your greatest weapon. So this is why you'll see people that have been traumatized in a certain area of life. They end up helping people in that area of life. 
whether it's drug addiction, yeah. violence. I mean, you just go down the list. It's like, oh, this is why they become huge advocates for those people that are that experience are experiencing life the way they did. Is because that thing that meant to kill you is actually now can become your greatest strength. And so, so I that's why I would encourage people like look back and say, okay, it is what it is. Yeah. And and none of it's going to go to waste. I'm going to make a conscious decision now to move into a future that doesn't look like that. Dang. And all of this will, so nothing goes to waste. So that that's a really beautiful opportunity for that's a lot cool. of people. And I do think in today's age, um, there is definitely a massive amount of emphasis on, um, I'm always the victim. Yeah, no, that's, and, that's real. And you know, we, we become a very narcissist culture. Yeah. We're always the hero or we're always the victim, but we're never the, never the perpetrator. Ooh. And that's a whole can. I was like, there. maybe we should just. Yeah, but there, there's <laughs> a reality episode. there. Like we're we're always the hero or we're always the victim. We're just going back. And that's what that's yeah. the narcissist vibe. That's the narcissist way of thinking. Narcissist way of doing life. And we have a culture now that celebrates that. Yeah. And and exalts it and worships it, and it's it's rampant everywhere. And so I think if we can just one by one help people to move out of, I'm always the victim or I'm only the hero, and move into like I'm going to take ownership. Yeah. I'm going to take ownership for what I can take ownership for. Dang. And uh, yes, I didn't cause all these things, but I can take ownership from here on out. And then you start seeing people move out of a narcissist way of thinking, a way approach on life, or at least a view on life, and moving into becoming really beautiful, powerful people that are creating beauty everywhere they go in their life. And so, yeah, so that's those wow. are some thoughts around that. But no, yeah. I, I feel like people are going to rewind that because that was good. <laughs> That was a good part. Um, I know we got to go, but I, I'd like to, you said, because I know we focus on the negative, mm -hmm. but could you give us just like a few, like what are some positive ones that we would have, like imposed limitations? You think there's a positive side to this? So what would those yeah, look like? Good, that's a really good question. Um, I think positive, I guess the question is, are positive, can positive things limit you? Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's an interesting thought process. Yeah. Um, I think there are positive dynamics so like uh, in a relationship, mm -hmm. there are positive dynamics or frequencies that we operate from that are healthy. Uh, there's respect. Yeah. You know, there's um, kindness. There's generosity. Yeah. There's thoughtfulness. Like those kinds of things bring those with you into the future. That's cool. You know, so I, I do think, you know, I do think those kinds of things, you don't get rid of those. You keep those. Um, but maybe I, maybe I should take back. I don't know if there are such things as positive, positive limitations. limitations. I don't know. I don't know, but it's a cool. It's a cool concept. It is a cool concept. <laughs> so, but I think I think what you're asking yeah. is like, what are the things we do bring with us? I think it's um, the way I look at it. Now I'm in a new space. Now I can up my game in these areas. That's I can cool. I can actually become more kind, more generous, more thoughtful, more generous, uh, more uh, uh, caring. Yeah. I can up those in my life. So some of it could be just. Um, my kindness in the last season should not be the same kindness in this season. It, yeah. should, it should be better. It should be more, yeah. more kind. More kind. Yeah. It's interesting because when I look at some of the things that are my self-imposed limitations, some of the times the way that I try to break them is by doing, giving into that. Like, so if it's like I have a poverty mindset around money, well, then I'm going to become more generous mm -hmm. so that I, I just go against it and I fight it one chip at a time to... Mm -hmm to get around people that think differently, even mm -hmm. around money or whatever that is, but to, to really break that off so that I can stand on the other side and, and have that be something I grow with. Yeah, so. finan finance is a huge area. Like wherever your experience is with money, 
definitely affect your future decisions. Yeah. And you, I mean, That's you real. could you could talk a lot on that just from your the story you guys are in the middle right now <laughs> buying the house. Beautiful. Yes, yeah. But that's a real big area is is the area of finances. So let's say you have three or four decisions in front of you, and God's not speaking about any of them. Yeah, he's he's mute. Crickets. Yes, he's just like not, not talking. Then we usually will revert to um, what fits our paradigm around finances, what fits our paradigm around our our ability to do something it, it, it will it will stay within our our framework yeah and i think in order to move to the future you have to you have to go beyond what you've limited yourself and so and that's that that's what we're talking about that's, that's the it. challenge how do i how do i break out of a pattern yeah and how do i break out of maybe something that my family or my my construct had limited me in these areas how do i break out of that and move into an expansive state instead of just staying in the same space. That's cool. And so that, that's the beauty of life is we, we get to choose this every day. Yeah. So I know for me, I would say finances is definitely an area that I'm like, man, I, I still think too small. Yeah. Definitely better than <laughs> I 10 know years I ago. Yeah. I still think too small. Yeah. I still think within the realms of what my experiences have yeah. been. And when, but when I, when I have that here and then right next to it, I go, I know it's in my heart. And this will in no way be able to do all this in my heart. And so that conflict, that, that tension is a really beautiful spot to be in. Then you go, okay, those are self-imposed limitations. I actually am limiting my thoughts and my mindset around the future because of how much money or my, my, my uh, container of what finances look like. Yeah. No, I think that's really cool. And this is why, and we can wrap things up, but I love what we're doing at studio mm-hmm. um, because it puts us around a community of different dimensions, different cultures, mm-hmm. different ethnicities. So that if I do have a like limitation in one area that I'm around somebody that maybe doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so my friendship, my community with them exposes that and I might expose it in other people. And that's why I feel like community is so important mm-hmm. and that um, isolation that like constantly the world is telling you to be isolated is, is the very thing that will keep you in those imposed limitations instead yep. of breaking yourself yep. out with community. Mm-hmm. So super cool. Love this. I have one more thought. Okay. Then oh, we're all right, it. cool. Let's go. So here's the final thought. All so right. if you look at kids, kids love to share their, with their parents, what they've done. Oh, cool. There's a beauty in that. And I would just say, I think on this whole God on mute, if God makes every decision for you in life, you'll have nothing to give or barely anything to give an account for at the end of your life. So there is something about being a child, being a ch- child of God, and the pure joy that we should have, that there's going to come a day I'm going to stand before him and say, this is what I did with my life, with what you trusted me with. Wow. And I think God's going to go, man, you obeyed me so well there. I mean, when I said do that, you did it. Excellent job. And then there's other spaces where he was mute, and he's going to go, man, look what you, look what you did. So I think that's why I want to encourage people that God's on mute because I think he's drawing us into a dimension of relationship where we can be like kids and say, look what, look what you trusted me with. And so I just wanted the final thought I would have is if God makes every decision for you, then you will barely have anything to give an account for at the end of your life. Dang. Yeah. Mic drop, but we, we, can't, we can't drop these mics. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, to here's part to more. Two. Yeah, part two. And I'm excited to see what we uh, we do the next time. Yep. So thanks. Thanks.